This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. The 2020 positional preview shows continue today with the wide receiver position. I know last time when I did the tight ends, I mentioned that Matt and I would be back together for the two wide receiver shows. It's going to be a little bit different due to some timing uh, issues. I'm going to do the first wide receiver part solo, but Matt is definitely going to be joining me for a wide receiver discussion where he breaks down his top 10 wide receivers in great detail, five other guys that he's really looking forward to to following this season, and then a, and then an underclassman slash Devi watch list for those incoming freshmen and sophomores that you need to have on your radar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all of the prospects that I've had a chance uh, to watch at the wide receiver position and give my quick hitting thoughts on them as well. And then obviously uh, we'll have another, whether it's two more parts or just one more part, there will be at least two, if not three wide receivers. It is such a deep position to really dissect and break down that we wanted to make sure it got its uh, due justice and make sure that we were not missing out on kind of giving detailed descriptions on all of these wide receivers as they get ready to start their upcoming college football season. So let's start right at the top. Remember, this is alphabetical order. I'm going to start with Jamon Osborne out of Texas A&M. He's a junior. He's 6'2", 220 pounds. When I watch this kid play, while there's some limited film on him, he was a big-time recruit. I think we're talking about probably a debris-type NFL prospect with the upside to push his way possibly into the top 100 mix with a strong year. I do think he has some starter upside. I think he's got the versatility to either be a factor in the slot or as a flanker-type possession-style wide receiver on the outside. I don't think he's a guy who's going to be an X receiver who pushes the ball vertically down the field. Things that I really like about his game and, and where I think he wins, I think he's a really good route runner. I like his physicality, his toughness. I think he's got really good separation quickness. He gets in and out of his breaks. He shows good footwork. Uh, I think for a guy at six foot two, he shows good length and ball skills to high point the ball well. And he's got good body control that we're talking about a guy who can win in contested catches uh, consistently. I think his athleticism is probably about average to above average. I don't think he is a elite level athlete. I think he makes plays after the catch. So I think his yards after the catch is acceptable. I think he's got to continue to refine his route running because I do think while he's a good route runner, I think some nuance and technique stuff he could continue to show. I think his play strength is is solid. I think that's something again, why I think he could be a good, tough physical inside slot receiver if that's where he ends up. Some things I'd like to see him work on, inconsistent production. He hasn't had the production at the collegiate level that I think many have expected. He's battled some injuries and durability questions along the way, and he's also had some drop issues that he has to clean up. But Jamal Osborne is a player that is really intriguing, and I do think this year we're going to see growth from him, and I'm I'm excited to kind of see where he ends up at the next level, because I do think, I do think that he's got the capabilities to be a riser this year as well. 
Next up, let's go to Tariq Black out of Michigan. This is a name that uh, if you listen to the recent episode with Dane Brugler, he talked about his upside and with him and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins that Dane was really excited to kind of see what happened this year with Tariq Black. He's a redshirt sophomore, obviously out of Michigan. He's six foot three, 206 pounds. I think he's got starter upside and potential, but he's, he's got to, he's got to grow there. Still development needed. So he might not, you know, if he goes to the NFL, he might be start off at like fourth on a depth chart, but room to grow. I think he's a late day two, early day three pick, especially with the, the level of prospects in next year's class. I think he's an outside wide receiver. He can play the X position or the flanker Z position and be a possession style guy. When I watch him play, Things that stand out about Tariq Black, his body control, his ball skills, his ability to adjust, extend. He's got great catch radius, great length, and the ability to go up and high point the ball well. He could be a guy that could be a big play weapon down the field in the red zone. Things that I want to see him, you know, improve upon a little bit that I would probably say are functional or average. Right now it's frame. I would like to see him add 10, 10 pounds of muscle or so, be more in that 215 type range. I think his athleticism is probably above average. Same thing with his long speed. I don't think he's a, a burner. I think he's more of a guy that has has solid play speed and solid time speed, but more of a guy who's going to win with his his ball skills and body control at the catch point. His route running, I think, is probably average. I'd like to see him expand his route tree a little bit. In terms of developmental areas, he hasn't had a lot of production on on tape. He he needs to show he can stay healthy, and he he needs to show that he can put production on the field and and show that his injuries and everything are behind him and live up to the high expectations that he had when he came to Michigan. So that's, you know, that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to see. Really fascinated by Tariq Black because I do think there's a lot of upside there. He just hasn't played up to that yet. Next, keeping this going, Marquez Callaway from Tennessee. He is a senior. He's six foot two, 199 pounds. Last year, he had 37 receptions for 592 yards and two touchdowns. To me, he's a debris type player. I think he is a complimentary type wide receiver. I think he needs to be an outside possession style flanker wide receiver, or he could even play as a big slot. To me, his ability to extend and high point with his size is his calling card. He's got great length, great catch radius. He's got good hands. I like his play strength and his ability to win, you know, in contested catches. I, I see great body control when I watch Marquez Callaway, the ability to adjust, extend, contort his body. I think he's good at using physicality and uses his hands well at the top of his routes to create that extra space. He's also got experience as being a solid punt returner as well. Similar to Tariq Black, I'd like to see him add a little bit to his frame. I think he's a little bit undersized there. He could add maybe another 10 to 15 pounds. And I don't think he's a burner. I think his long speed is probably average to above average. He doesn't have blazing long speed. Things that I want to see him work on, some concerns or developmental areas, 
I think he's got to expand his route tree. I think he's got to refine his route running and he's got to show his ability to beat press. Those are the things that are most concerning to me for Marquez Callaway, but I love his ability at the catch point. I think that is where he shines. So I'm excited to see Callaway this upcoming year. And if he can take the next step and maybe push his way, uh, you know, into an earlier round selection. But I think right now he's a complimentary depth player, Dave Vere type prospect. Next up, Chase Claypool. He's a senior out of Notre Dame. He's six foot four. He's 227 pounds. Last year, he caught 50 catches for 639 yards and four touchdowns. Similar to Callaway, I think he's a Dapery type prospect. I think he's a complimentary slash depth player. I think he's exclusively an outside wide receiver. Where I think he wins and his calling cards, I think it's his size and frame. I think for his size and frame, he's got good athleticism. I love his ability to win at the catch point. He's got the ability to go up and get the ball. He shows good ability to adjust and extend and high point the ball well. I like his play strength and I like his hands. I think he catches the ball nicely away from his body. So I also think he's very physical during his routes and at the catch point. And I think that's big for him because I don't think he's got, you know, great long speed. I think he's got average long speed. I don't think he's got real good crispness in his route running. I think it's probably about average. He could do some refinement there. I don't think he's a big after the catch guy, change of direction, you know, showing agility in that in the open field. I think he's average about all that. So I think it's all about the catch point for Chase Claypool. Things I want to see him get better. I want to see a little bit better in separation quickness. I want to see him have the ability to beat press more consistently and his releases, I think need to get a little bit cleaner and a little bit crisper out of his stance. So that is Chase Claypool at a Notre Dame. Again, a lot of really top underclassmen in this class. So it's interesting to kind of see a senior here and how Chase Claypool emerges this year and to see if he takes the next step. Another player, Tyree Cleveland. This is a guy who came to college, went to Houston originally, then transferred to Florida, high-level recruit who has not lived up to it yet, but in glimpses I'm still intrigued by Cleveland. He's a senior now. He's 6'2", 206 pounds. He only caught 18 passes last year for 212 yards and three touchdowns. Part of that, the inconsistent production, the lack of production, also ties directly into injuries, durability, missing time. So that those are his concerns right off the bat. He's got to get on the field. He's got to show more consistency and more productions. But Things that I do like about him, I think he's got very good to great athleticism. I like his long speed. I like his acceleration. I like his agility and elusiveness to make plays after the catch in the open field. At the catch point, I think he shows the ability to high point the ball, to extend and adjust, and to make difficult catches. I think he's got good separation quickness, good hands. I like his ball skills. I think he's explosive with the ball in his hands. So that's really what intrigues me about him. I think he needs some route refinement and expand his route tree. But there's a lot of things I like about Tyree Cleveland in the limited film he's put out there. But but because of the injuries, because of the lack of production, right now he's he's low on wide receiver rankings. And I understand that. He's a he's a day three prospect at this point. He's a complimentary depth wide receiver. To me, he's a vertical threat on the outside. But I think he's also a guy you can get the ball to in space. 
quick screens, slants, and he can be very dangerous. I think he can even play some slot and be a vertical slot option as well, which is something that's kind of in vogue at the next level right now. You know, if he ever put it all together, could he be a Tyler Lockett type that could play on the outside, play on the inside? But if he plays on the inside, he could be a big vertical threat inside from the slot as well. Cleveland needs to show this year that he can put it all together. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see if he can do that and stay on the field. I mean, right now, that's the thing with Tyree Cleveland. Can he stay on the field and put production out there? I have questions about that. Next up. Player man I've been talking about for quite some time, and that's Brian Edwards, the senior from South Carolina. Some people thought he was going to come out last year. He decided to come back. Dane talked about him a little bit on the previous show as well. He's six foot three, 220 pounds. Last year, he caught 55 catches for 846 yards and seven touchdowns. To me, I think he's got a chance to be a top 100 pick. I think he's a day two type guy, whether it's late round two or somewhere in round three. I think he's got a capability to be an outside starting wide receiver. I think he could play the flanker Z position, or he can be an X wide receiver on the outside. To me, when I watch him, things that stand out, I love his size and frame. You know, I talked about 6'3", 220. He's got great body control and ball skills. His length, his catch radius, all are good to great. I see play strength in his ability. He shows that ability to use his play strength and his length and catch radius to go up and high point the ball well, extend and adjust. And he shows the ability when I watch him that I think his play speed might be better than his time speed. He's a good blocker when he's asked to do it in the open field. To me, I want to see right now when I watch him in in terms of his functional or average traits, I see average to above average athleticism and long speed. I don't see a guy who's going to test great. And I don't see a guy, you know, who's going to run, you know, a a guy be a true vertical burner. You know, I see some Calvin Harmon who I was a big fan of Calvin Harmon, but then he went to the combine, didn't really do did a little bit worse than I expected, fell to the later part of the draft. I'm not saying anything that's going to happen to Brian Edwards, so I do think it's going to be interesting to see what his long speed is and what his overall athleticism are. I think he went back to school, and Dane mentioned it, to clean up a little bit in terms of the route running, show a little bit better route refinement and route expandment in terms of what he can do on the football field. Things I'd like to see a little bit more from him this year. I, we haven't seen a lot of him after the catch. I think that's such an important part at the NFL level now that people, teams want to see guys who can make plays after the catch. Right now, I don't think he's shown a lot in terms of that yak ability or elusiveness and agility in the open field. Lot to like with Brian Edwards. You know, Jake Bentley has had an inconsistent career at South Carolina. If he was playing with a better quarterback, maybe we would see more consistency from Brian Edwards. At times, we see superstar potential. At other times, he disappears a little bit. But there's a lot to like about Brian Edwards. I still think top 100 pick is in the the range of outcomes for him. And if he shows better athletically this year, I think his arrow could be even pointing up to maybe a top 50 pick. Still a big fan of Brian Edwards. Let's keep this going and talk about Dead's Fitzpatrick. He's a redshirt junior out of Louisville. Matt and I were really high on him last year after we watched Lamar Jackson film and watched Louisville film heading into last season. He's six foot two, 202 pounds. Right now, especially after his past season where he only caught 31 passes for 422 yards and three touchdowns, took a little bit of a step back in terms of production. A lot of that had to do with Lamar Jackson moving on to the NFL and the Louisville offense and team as in general struggling this past year. 
Right now, I think he's a complimentary depth player, but I do think he's got some upside to emerge. I think he's got versatility, which is what I love about him. I think he can play the flanker position or he can play inside in the slot. Right now, I think he's a day three prospect. We'll see if he declares because obviously he's got another year of eligibility if he chooses to come back uh, for his redshirt senior year. Things I like about him, I like his size, six foot two, checks that box. To me, he's got good to very good athleticism. I like his body control. I think he shows the ability to adjust, extend, contort that body. I like his leaping ability. I think that's something that's a little bit, you know, unheralded and not talked about enough. But I see Des Fitzpatrick show the ability to go up and high point the ball well. You know, he's got really good hands. And for a guy who's only 202, you don't think about 202 is a guy who's regularly winning in contested situations, but I think Des Fitzpatrick can do that. So I like his length, his catch radius, and his overall ball skills. In terms of some areas that I think are average or functional, his frame. I think NFL teams would maybe like to see him, you know, add maybe another eight to 10 pounds, being that 6'2, 210 range, 212 range. His overall separation quickness, I think, is average to above average. Uh, His play strength, his overall long speed will be interesting when he gets to, you know, test uh, pre-draft. It'd be interesting to see what his overall long speed is. Right now, I think it's probably in that average to above average range. Uh, his route running, uh, his ability after the catch, I think those are things that right now he's average to above average in. So he checks those boxes as well. Same thing, with, I think he shows the ability at times to beat press. I think he could still refine that a little bit, but shows that ability. Things that I want to kind of see him uh, this year, there's not a lot of things. I I don't think he's got a lot of areas that I think are developmental or I would say are concerns. I think his production need to see more consistent production this year, even with the the Louisville offense this year. I think it's important for him uh, to show the ability to still put up consistent production and, you know, something that. Matt talks about, I think in tight spaces, we want to see that explosion in in terms of him being able to make a man miss to pick up more yards after the contact. So I think those are some areas that I'd like to see a little bit more development in him this year, better overall consistent production, show a little bit more in terms of after the catch explosion, making guys miss in the open field. So, So that's Des Fitzpatrick. Overall, Louisville is going to be a fascinating team to kind of watch to see if they show growth this year. And in turn, if they show growth as a team, does it lead to better offensive production? And then do we see Fitzpatrick kind of go back to the player we saw with Lamar Jackson two years ago, who I think, you know, Matt and I were were pushing as a top 10 wide receiver, top five, top eight type wide receiver prior to last year's season. So I think it's in Fitzpatrick to have a rise this year and be a guy that right now maybe isn't being discussed and talked about a lot, but could push his way into the mix in the future. Keep this going. Let's go to small school prospect Antonio Gandhi Golden out of Liberty. He's a senior. He's six foot four. He's 220 pounds. I think it was Jim Nagy who runs the senior bowl said that Gandhi Golden is someone that could be very much on the radar for the senior bowl next year. I understand why to me right now with the small school you know, level of competition. I think he's a date type prospect. I think he's a complimentary or depth wide receiver. I think he's an outside vertical guy. I don't think this is a guy who belongs in the slot. I don't think he's a big slot guy. You know, I think his, you know, to me, my, we'll start with the concerns a little bit, the level of competition. We've seen guys 
his body type not transition to the NFL at times. We've seen the NFL be skeptical of bigger bodied guys. So now coming from a lower level of competition, I think that's something that's going to be hard for him to change the narrative until a uh, senior all-star game like the senior bowl or the shrine game. So I think that'll be big for him to go up against better competition. His overall route running and separation quickness, I think are question marks. And I think that's where the NFL has, has been a little bit down lately on the bigger bodied wide receivers that are lacking, you know, that separation quickness and route running, because we've seen guys like Simi Cobbs and Alan Lazard, you know, get pushed down the draft boards, Jalil Scott or go undrafted. I think because they're concerned about that, uh, their overall game not translating because of the lack of athleticism, separation, quickness. And then he doesn't do a lot after the catch. Not a guy who's going to be uh, pick up a lot of yards after the catch and stuff like that. But there are aspects of Gandy Golden that are very intriguing. Obviously, his size and frame is great. He, he plays with great play strength, physicality, and toughness. He uses his body well to box out defenders at the, at the top of his routes to create that extra space. He's got great length catch radius and ball skills and body control. He shows the ability to go up and consistently win contested situations and high point in the ball. Well, I think he's got good hands. I think his athleticism is probably about average. Same thing with his long speed. Uh, and then I think his releases and beating press is something that he has to show that he can do at the next level as well. So I, I think Andy Golden has some traits about him. But I do think the NFL is really going to want to see him in an all-star type setting and the combine test out better athletically and show that he can do the things that make him successful against higher level opposing DBs. I think those are the biggest question marks about Gandy Golden. I have little doubt that he's going to dominate again this year in his conference and he's going to dominate at the catch point over the players he's playing against. He just has such a physical and athletic advantage over those guys that it's going to be impossible for him if he stays healthy not to put up top level production for Liberty this year. Next guy I want to go to is Jeremiah Holloman. Now Holloman's an interesting guy because he got kicked off the team at Georgia. So right now, you know, a little bit uncertain about what his future holds, but I did watch him. I did walk away pretty impressed with his overall talent. So I wanted to talk about him. Obviously, uh, when I watched him, he was in the transfer portal. So he had 24 catches for 418 yards and five touchdowns last year from Georgia. You know, with everything that's going on, getting kicked off the Georgia football team, you know, obviously right now I'd say he's a complimentary or depth player, but he's got upside and potential to potentially develop into a starter down the line. Dave Free type prospect. I think he's an outside uh, X vertical wide receiver. Things that I really like about him, uh, he's a guy that has good size, very good long speed. I think he's got great to elite level athleticism for his size and frame. He's got great length, great catch radius, shows the ability to consistently high point the ball, extend, adjust his body, and shows really good body control. He wins in contested catches. He's got elite leaping ability. If this guy ends up going to the combine, he's going to shine at the combine in just about every event. He's going to run a fast 40. He's going to jump through the roof in the vertical and the broad jumps. He's going to test out really well, shows good acceleration, good ball skills. Jeremiah Holloman is a guy who has a lot of upside to really emerge uh, if he could potentially, you know, 
you know, show that whatever got him kicked off the Georgia team, 6'2", 200 are his exact measurements. I think, would it like to be nice to add to that frame a little bit? Sure. I think he could show a little bit more play strength and physicality. I think they're probably about average right now. I'd like to see him get a little bit better in those areas. His separation quickness uh, and route refinement and route tree, I think those are areas he's got to work on and his overall techniques. But he is oozing potential. He was a high-level recruit. You know, I think he's a guy that once we kind of, the dust kind of settles, we're forgetting about him right now. But when eventually the time comes, he could be a guy who's looked at very highly in NFL circles because I do think he fits the prototype for that outside X wide receiver who can win vertically down the field. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens with Holloman in the future. Let's keep this going. And talk about T. Higgins, one of the top wide receiver prospects in the country. T. Higgins, obviously out of Clemson. He's a junior. He's six foot four. He's 210 pounds. Last year, he had 59 catches for 936 yards and 12 touchdowns. Dane on Bruegel on the last show talked about him. He's a guy who's got top 50 potential. I think he could be around one pick, if not round one, definitely in the first half of round two. I think he's a starter type wide receiver. He's an outside X wide receiver, could also play the flanker. He's really effective on slants, skinny posts, getting vertical. Things that he's got to work on, and, and Dane mentioned this, I think, as well. He's got to refine his route running, expand his route tree, and show a little bit more in terms of his change of direction skills. But what he does well is he uses his size and frame. He's a big-time red zone threat. He's got good athleticism. He's got above average to good long speed. His leaping ability is great. His ball skills are great. His body control is great. He shows the ability to use that length and catch radius and leaping ability to go up and high point the ball, win contested situations, and he's got uses his body well. I think he... Even at 210, he, he's got good play strength and he uses that body well at the, at the top of the routes. And when the ball is in the air, you see him plays, see him make plays regularly down the field in the red zone for Clemson's offense. I really think T. Higgins, that A.J. Green, people have said it because of the body type. I think it's a legitimate comparison. I, I want to see him get a little bit better. I think it's average right now at him beating presses and his overall releases. And I think his yards after the catch is probably about average as well right now. But there is a lot to like about T. Higgins. And I think he's got top 50 potential. I think he's got round one upside. If people have him in their top five wide receivers for this class, I'm right there with them. I'm intrigued by T. Higgins. I think he gets lost in the shuffle mix because people are talking about Trevor Lawrence. People are talking about Travis Etienne. People are talking about his teammate wide receiver Justin Ross who's not even draft eligible yet and I think people are, are sleeping on just how good of a prospect T Higgins could be I think the NFL is going to be very intrigued by T Higgins next up let's talk about KJ Hill out of Ohio State he's a redshirt senior he's six feet tall 198 pounds last year very quietly I think people don't realize he caught 71 passes for 885 yards and six touchdowns from Dwayne Haskins I think he's a guy who's going to be a riser, very much like Terry McLaurin was last year, and even Paris Campbell. I don't think people were expecting them to both be top 100 picks when the season started last year. I think KJ Hill has is a guy who I think is not being talked about enough. 
is going to test out really well. I think he could be a late round two or early round three. I mean, a late day two or early day three pick. I think he is a guy who offers returnability. I think he's a guy who can play in the slot. And I think he can be a complimentary player or even be a starter in three wide receiver sets. I think he's most effective in the short to intermediate ranges of the field. Those drags, those quick slants, the screens, get the ball in his hands. I think he's got good to very good athleticism. I think he's got great short area quickness. I love his separation quickness in and out of his routes. I think he has good releases. I think he shows uh, playmaking ability after the catch with good agility and elusiveness. I think he's got ball skills and body control. So there's a lot to like about KJ Hill. Obviously his size and frame, if it was a little bit bigger, that would be more ideal. But I think for what they're going to, the NFL teams will ask for him. It's fine. I don't, his overall long speed. I think, you know, again, similar to Paris Campbell, similar to Terry McLaurin. I don't know. We realized how fast they were because they just didn't run a lot of vertical routes, you know, at times, in that Ohio state offense. I think it's probably ends up being good long speed for KJ Hill, maybe even better than I expected. So, you know, but but all of that, I am very intrigued by KJ Hill. I think things that I'd like to see a little bit better. We haven't seen a lot in terms of him high pointing the ball or contested catch situations, but I do think, you know, he's a guy and I think his route tree is a little bit limited right now. So I want to see some expansion in that, but there's a lot to like about KJ Hill. I think he's a guy who right now is not on a lot of people's top 10, top 12s, top 15, maybe, but I think people might be sleeping on him and once the season happens. And once the pre-draft process hits, I think KJ Hill is a guy who probably will shine at an all-star event and shine at the NFL combine. And I think you will see him rise up the boards. There is a lot to like about KJ Hill and I'm intrigued by his overall talent. Keeping this going up next, no introduction needed for Jerry Judy, but obviously he's the junior out of Alabama. He's six foot one, 192 pounds. He, I will say right now, is my number one wide receiver prospect and my number one prospect right now from the offensive perspective in the entire 2020 NFL draft. I think he's worthy of a top 10 pick. So I think he's a round one guy. I think he's an immediate starter. I think he's a franchise type wide receiver. Okay. So I think he has that type of upside. I think he's versatile to play on the inside or the outside. I think you win vertically down the field. I think you win the short intermediate range. I think everything about Jerry Judy to me is high level. The only limitations or things that I want to see him continue to develop Obviously, the frame, I'd like to see him. I don't think his frame impacts his play strength and his his talent, but I think it would be nice to kind of see him in that 200 to 205 range at the next level, but I don't think it really would impact him all that much. We haven't seen him a lot in contested situations because he's constantly just winning on his route running and his overall receiver ability. So I'd like to see him maybe in some contested catch situations. And I think adding a little bit more to his frame would make his play strength even a little bit better than it is right now. But what he can do, to me, he's got great long speed, great athleticism. I think he's an elite level route runner, the best in the class. I think his separation quickness is great. I think he's got very good to great athleticism. I think he's got elite body control. I already talked about he's got the ability to get vertical, but he could win at all three levels of the field. He's very dangerous after the catch. He's got great yards after the catch ability, great agility, elusiveness. 
in the open field. He's an explosive player with great burst and acceleration, change of direction skills. He's very fluid and smooth in and out of his breaks. I love his footwork. I love his releases, his ability to beat press. I think he can do everything on the NFL football field. Obviously, you know, talked about a few of the things that I'd like to see some improvement on this year, but they are nitpicking. And to me, he should be the first wide receiver taken. I don't see a scenario where that changes right now. Uh, as good as this class is, I'd be hard pressed to think my opinions on Jerry Judy are going to change and he's not going to be my number one wide receiver in next year's draft. And there's a lot of guys but behind him who are great caliber players. But right now, from what I've seen out of Judy, I'm anticipating him being my top wide receiver throughout the season and in the pre-draft months. But it'll be interesting to follow that closely. Let's keep this going to a senior wide receiver out of Texas, Colin Johnson. He's six foot six, 220 pounds. We talked about him throughout last year. A lot of people thought he was going to declare last year. To me, he's a complimentary player with maybe the upside to start down the line. He's an outside vertical wide receiver. I think he can play some big slot. I think he'd be a flanker receiver on the outside, but I also think he could even play some X with his ability to win at the catch point vertically down the field. To me, things that I want to see him develop this year, especially since he came back, I would like to see an expanded route tree, and I'd like to see him refine his overall route running and show some more ability after the catch. Things that stand out about him, obviously his size and frame are rare. He's a major red zone threat. He's got great leaping ability with combined with great body control. His ball skills are excellent. He shows the ability to adjust, extend, to high point the ball well. I think his play strength is good. His length and catch radius are borderline elite. So to me, there's a lot that he does really well. There's a lot of calling cards. But the things that I talked about, you know, expanding the route tree, refining the route running, I think that those are areas of concern. I think the the other things that I think he does probably about average right now that I want to see him do a little bit better is beating presses. His release has got to be a little bit smoother and a little bit cleaner. And he's got to show some more change of direction, skill, and agility and elusiveness in the open field. I think his long speed is probably about average to above average. So if he's going to be an X vertical wide receiver, he's going to combine average play speed, but that ability to win at the top of the catch point with his length, his catch radius, ball skills, and body control. I think he's probably a late day two type prospect could push into early day three. Maybe if he tests out better than I'm giving him credit for, maybe he can even push his way up, you know, into the the top 50 mix. But I see more of a late day two guy, early day three with Colin Johnson, complimentary guy with the upside to maybe develop into a starter down the line. A lot to like about Colin Johnson. Intrigued to see if we show growth in some areas as he came back for his senior year. Let's keep this going and talk about Jawan Johnson, the redshirt senior out of Oregon, formerly of Penn State. He's six foot four, 231 pounds. Last year, he caught 25 receptions for 352 yards and one touchdown at Penn State. Last year, Matt and I talked about him. Matt was very high on him last year. Then he had some issues at Penn State that caused him to, to transfer to Oregon. I think he's one of the top senior wide receivers in this class, very top heavy in with the underclassmen. But I do think Johnson is a guy who, 
with a new start with Justin Herbert could develop there and we could see the best of Jawan Johnson this year. Right now, I think he's a day three type prospect. I think he's best as a flanker possession style outside wide receiver. I think he's a complimentary or depth piece. Things that I want to see him improve upon this year, his releases, beating press, inconsistent production. I'd like to see that become a little bit more consistent. He's battled some injuries and durability things in the past. Things that I like about his game, I think he's got ideal size and frame for the next level. I love his length and catch radius. He uses that frame to create space at the top of his routes and at the catch point, which I think is effective. I think he's got good athleticism for a guy 6'4", 231, good play strength and body control. I think his play speed is probably better than his overall time speed. I think his his speed probably is average. I'd like to see him refine his route running and expand his route tree a little bit and show a little bit more in terms of uh, yards after the catch ability with change of direction and agility. But there's things to like about Johnson. If we can see the player that we saw two years ago at Penn State, I think he's a guy who can could maybe go a little bit higher on Dave Farid. And right now where I would peg him is more of a late Dave Farid guy, but he's a guy that has an intriguing skill set. And with that fresh start, with a different offense, and with Justin Herbert, we really could see Johnson take that next step and maybe become the guy that we thought we were seeing emerge two years ago uh, and who we were talking about last summer uh, entering the season at Penn State. Keeping this going, next up is Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. He's a guy I talked a little bit about with Dane Brugler last week. Senior, six foot two, 200 pounds. Some takes seem to be all over the place on Tyler Johnson. Some people think he's a top seven or eight wide receiver, top 50 pick. Other people uh, have questions on him and think he's more of a late day three pick. I think he is a guy who should be a day two pick. I think he is a third wide receiver with the upside to maybe even develop into a starting wide receiver in two sets. I think he has versatility, which is one of his greatest strengths. I think he could play the slot. I think he could be a possession flanker type wide receiver on the outside. I think his range of outcomes, and I mentioned this to Dane on the previous uh, episode, is somewhere between Stanley Morgan and Robert Woods. And and that's a wide range, but I think you know there's a lot to like about Stanley Morgan Jr. last year. We'll see if he gets a legitimate chance as a UDFA at the next level here. But I, I do think that versatility, that play strength, that route running are things that stand out about Tyler Johnson. Johnson, just like Stanley Morgan Jr. and just like Robert Woods does at the next level. I think Johnson is great in the short to intermediate routes, slants, drags, crosses, screens, outs, and posts. I think he's a great route runner, one of the best in the class. I think he's got good to very good separation quickness, good ability to adjust to extend the passes. I think he's got solid uh, to good length and catch radius. He shows ability after the catch to be elusive, shows good change of direction skills, suddenness and quickness in his movements after the catch. I think he could beat press, which is big. I, I like his releases and he's got good athleticism, body control and ball skills. I think his long speed, it's probably about average to above average. I think his frame, I think would be doing well to maybe add another five, 10 pounds onto his frame. I like his play strength. Uh, we haven't seen a lot in terms of contested catch situations. At times we've seen it, but not not enough to say that that's an area where he always shines in. I think he is not a vertical threat unless we see something different this year. And he did battle some drops at times this year that I do think he has to clean up. 
but Johnson is a guy who I think is in the top 100 mix. Dane said he thought he was a, a round three type prospect. So I think we see him pretty similarly. We're not as down on him as some people. Uh, and then some people even have him higher than, than what Dane and I think of him. But I love his route running. I love his ability to get in and out of his breaks. I think he's a guy who would be a very valuable piece to an NFL team. Let's keep this going. Talk about C.D. Lamb, one of the top wide receiver prospects in the country. He's from Oklahoma. He's six foot two. He's a junior, 189 pounds. I think he's a round one pick, if not round one, top of round two. I think he's a starting outside wide receiver, can play the X, can play the flanker. He can get vertical easy. To me, he's got a he's got very good athleticism. He's got the leaping ability and the ability to go up and get it and win contested catches even at 189 pounds, which is remarkable. I think he shows great toughness even at that frame. To me, he's got great change of direction ability. His agility and elusiveness make him a weapon in the yards after the catch ability. I love his separation quickness to get in and out of his breaks. He's got good long speeds. He's got great hands. There's a lot to like about C.D. Lamb. It'll be interesting to see what Kyler Murray, Gunn, and Jalen Hurts in if it affects C.D. Lamb's production and opportunity this year. Okay, I think he's an above average route runner. So I want to see, you know, see if he can take that next level and maybe make that even a, a full blown uh, good to great and make it a strength. I think his play strength at 189 is solid, but obviously 189 limits it if he could add to that frame a little bit. I think that's probably something NFL teams would love to maybe see him at 6'2", 200. I think he's got to show the ability to beat press and, and, and handle physicality. Those are my biggest concerns about him. And obviously expand his route tree is something that I'd like to see. You know, he dominated on the routes he ran last year, but I'd like to see a little bit more nuance and a little bit more versatility in the routes he's asked to run. But he's a high-level prospect, one of the top in the class, and there's a lot to like about C.D. Lamb. I could see him being one of the top three wide receivers taken uh, in the 2020 NFL draft. Next up, I want to go to Kalijah Lipscomb out of Vanderbilt. He's an intriguing prospect who I don't think is getting as much attention as he should. He's a senior. He's six foot one, 200 pounds. Last year, he caught 87 passes for 916 yards and nine touchdowns. I mentioned Stanley Morgan Jr. before when I was talking about the range of outcomes for a guy like Tyler Johnson, but I do think Lipscomb even, even more closely resembles what I thought about Stanley Morgan Jr. last year. I think he's got inside-outside versatility. He can play the slot. He can be an outside possession-wide receiver. I think he's a day-free prospect. I think he's a complementary piece that can be a number three or number four wide receiver at the next level. Things that I like about him, I think he's got great technique as a wide receiver. I think he's got good athleticism. I love his Route running, I think it's very good to great route runner with good, very good separation quickness. I think he's very fluid and smooth in and out of his breaks. I think he shows good play strength, tough and physicality, all traits that I classified Stanley Morgan Jr. Film people are going to be intrigued by him when they watch him. I think the, the production people probably will be as well based on his statistics. But Lipscomb is a guy who's not getting a lot of attention in his deep class, but he's a guy who should be getting more attention if he... I think he'll end up at one of the all-star games, and I think he'll probably be very successful there with his route running ability. He shows the ability to win in contested situations at times. He can beat press. Yeah, I love his releases. And I even think he shows ability after the catch, good agility, change of direction to make things happen. Obviously, I, 
his frame maybe add a little bit to his frame. But overall, I think one of the only questions I really have about him is maybe his long speed. I don't think he's got long speed to be a true vertical threat. Uh, there wasn't a ton of film on him. So my, my, my thoughts on Lipscomb are based on limited film. I'll be excited to, to get more film on Lipscomb to kind of see if what I saw was something that consistently showed up every single time I watched him play. But in the film that was available, I was a fan of Lipscomb, especially his route running, his overall play strength, his separation quickness, and his smoothness and fluidness in his movements. And that, to me, makes him intriguing at the next level. Keep this going. A guy we talked about last year. Some people thought he was going to declare last year. That's Denzel Mims, the wide receiver at a Baylor. He's a senior. He's six foot three, 208 pounds. Last year, he caught 55 passes for 794 yards and eight touchdowns. To me, he's a complimentary depth wide receiver. He is a outside wide receiver, I think exclusively. He's a flanker. He can play the flanker uh, position or the X position. I think he's a day three type talent. Things that I want to see him develop this year. He went back to school and I think it's important for him this year to show more refinement in his route running and show an expanded route tree. Those are the things that I want to see him show. I'd also like, uh, you know, to see him get a little bit better about his releases and his ability to beat press. I think right now he's probably average in those areas. I'd like to see him show a little bit more consistency and do it with a little bit better, uh, than, than I saw right now, then maybe call it above average or call it uh, good and classify it as a strength. But things that I like about him, I think he's got ideal size and good frame. I like his length and his catch radius. To me, he's got really good ball skills. He's got good overall athleticism. I like his acceleration when he gets going. And I think he's got the long speed to be a guy who can win vertically down the field. He's got great body control. And I think he's a red zone weapon. I think he can make plays after the catch. And shows good ability to change directions and be elusive in the open field. And he shows the ability to go up and win contested situations and high point the ball. Well, so Denzel Mims, it'll be interesting. Baylor, obviously still building back up their program after they fell on some hard times, but Mims is the guy who's probably going to be their number one wide receiver this year. Again, Last year, Jalen Hurd was there as well. Obviously, we all know his story. So it'll be interesting to see if Mims, I think some people are a little bit higher on Mims than I am, but I do think he's a guy who could be a round four, round five type prospect and 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 it's got movement, uh, room to move either you know one way or the other this year as well. So I'll be following him closely. Next up, back to Michigan. I mentioned him earlier in the show. I talked about him with Dane Brugler on the previous episode, and that's Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's a junior. He's six foot two, 205 pounds. Last year, he caught 47 passes for 612 yards and eight touchdowns. To me, this guy's oozing starter potential. I think he's a day two talent with room to even be a top 50 type talent. I think he is a guy who is a vertical outside wide receiver, but I think he could actually show versatility to play any of the positions. I think you played a flanker position. I even think he could be effective potentially at times inside in the slot. I think he can win on all three levels of the field, the short, the intermediate, to the vertical. I think he shows ability to make things happen after the catch. So I think that if you get him underneath, he can make things, uh, make big plays after the catch. I love his size. I think his frame is probably could use about 10 pounds of muscle added on to that. But I think he is a good route runner, better than people give him credit for. I like his releases. I think he shows, uh, I think he's, 
is a guy who's got elite or great at level overall athleticism. I think he's very fluid in his movements and overall, uh, skills I, I he's got punt return skills which i think are very good and could be a weapon at the next level i think he shows the ability to, to create separation and shows the ability to uh make plays at the catch point high point in the ball well he's got great leaping ability combined with his great long speed i love his footwork i, I talk about smooth and fluid and i like his overall body control I already talked he's got to add to his overall frame. I think he'd also show better play strength and add to that as well. I want to see him beat press and make sure that his his frame doesn't hinder that. But I do like I do think his footwork and his fluidity allows him to beat press. And I kind of want to see him expand his route tree this year. Uh be a little bit more uh show a little bit more versatility in his overall route running and also be a little bit more physical. He's going to go up against physical, tougher DBs at the next level. I want to see him be able to handle that. But there is a lot to like about Donovan Peoples-Jones. To me, he's a guy whose arrow is pointing up. I think that Michigan offense holds him back a little bit. So I think that's something that, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you played in a different, more open offense, we might even see more top-level production out of a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. But I do think he's got a lot of room uh, to to live up to that potential that I think people had for him when he came into college a couple years ago as a top-level recruit. Next up is Michael Pittman. The USC wide receiver, he's six foot four, 215 pounds. Last year, he caught 41 catches for 758 yards and six touchdowns. He's a guy that former co-host of ours, Bill Laden, was a big fan of years ago. There's a lot to like about him. I think he's a complimentary depth slash day three wide receiver. I think he's more of an outside vertical wide receiver and uses his ideal size and good frame. He's got great play strength and physicality. He uses that to his advantage to create space at the top of the catch point and uses it in his routes. He's got good ability to high point the ball, extend and adjust his body and go up and catch, go up and win contested situations. I like his ball skills. I think he can be a red zone weapon. I think he's got surprisingly good long speed for a guy, his size and frame. And I love his length and, and catch radius. I think it, it aids in his going up. I think he's going under the radar a little bit. I think he's a day three type prospect, but I, I could see him testing out really better than maybe people think and maybe even pushing into the top 100 if he has a strong uh, senior year here. Things that I'd like to see a little bit better, I'd like to see a little bit more refinement in his route running, expand his overall route tree, and show a little bit better separation quickness. Overall, his yards after the catch ability and agility and elusiveness are probably about average. And uh, I want to see him show a little bit more after the catch this year. But overall, Pittman's a prospect who's been on the radar of people for quite some time. And I think with a good senior year, he could rise up draft boards a little bit. And another thing that kind of make note of he's a special teams demon he's blocked punts he plays on the return teams so that's an added bonus that nfl teams are really going to be intrigued by uh at the next level as well let's keep this going uh next up is uh jalen rieger uh rager out of tcu He's a junior. He's five foot 11, 195 pounds. Last year, he caught 72 passes for 1,061 yards and nine touchdowns. 
To me, he is a top 50 type potential. He can go in round one or the early to mid part of round two. He's a vertical threat. I think he's a starter on the last episode with Dane. We talked about uh, Rager and we talked about Brandon Cooks, Tyree Kill. Like a blend of those two guys is what I see out of uh, Jalen Rager. To me, he's got elite level athleticism, elite separation quickness. He's very fluid and smooth in his movements. He's got the elite level long speed to be a vertical home run threat every time he touches the body, every time he touches the ball. He's a great leaper with great body control. He's got return skills. He's a playmaker weapon after the catch. Get the ball in space, get it in his hands, and then let him go to work with his agility, his elusiveness, his cutting ability, and change of direction. It is it is great to borderline elite explosive playmaker ball skills shows the ability to adjust and high point the ball even at five foot 11 195 pounds because he shows the ability to go up and 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 uh jump for the ball with good skill there as well overall some some areas where i think he's probably about average play strength if he adds a little bit to his frame but keeps his explosiveness i think would be ideal i want to see him uh, beat physical press corners, but with that footwork and his explosiveness, I don't know how often bigger physical corners are going to risk coming up and trying to play him close to the line. So while it's something that I think he's probably about average at right now, I'm not sure how often uh, he, opposing DBs are going to be willing to do it. Things that I want to see him improve upon or develop in, we haven't seen a lot in terms of at the catch point because he's usually so explosive he's blown by guys. He doesn't have great length or catch radius, so for some people that might be a little bit of a concern. It's not for me. His blocking ability is not something that he does well, but I don't think he needs to do it well. I keep watching him play, and I keep thinking he is going to be a playmaker at all three levels of the field. The vertical with his explosiveness, intermediate, where he's going to work the middle of the fields, and then in the short stuff, get him on, get him the ball on screens, jet sweeps, end the rounds. Everything you see with Brandon Cooks and Tyree Kill, I think he can do it. So I think he's going to be a fascinating prospect. I think he's got top 50 talent, and I think the NFL is going to be intrigued with the weapon that he can be at the next level and what he can add to an offense, I think could be very unique. So I think Jalen Rager is a guy who is, is going to be fascinating in the pre-draft process, and the NFL teams are going to be uh, highly intrigued by his overall skill set. Keep this going. Next up is Henry Doug Henry Ruggs the third. He is the junior out of Alabama. He's six foot one, 190 pounds. Last year he caught 46 passes for 741 yards and 11 touchdowns. Supposedly he can run a 4.2540. You know, so if, if he's even close to that at the NFL combine, we're talking literally challenging John Ross for his, his record. This is a guy who I think is going to be a top 50 pick. I think he can go anywhere in round one or early part of round two. I think he is going to emerge into a starting caliber player. I think he can play at times on the outside, but he's probably best as a vertical threat on the inside from the slot. You can use him in space, jet sweeps, screens, similar things that I talked about with Rager. You can do with Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs got a little bit better size at six foot one. Uh, he's, he's 190 pounds, so the frames are pretty similar, but he looks a little bit thinner because he's got a couple more inches on Jalen Rager. 
But we're talking about a guy who's got elite speed, elite burst, elite acceleration and overall athleticism. He's got great leaping ability. He's got great body control. He shows the ability to adjust, extend, and go up and high point the ball well. He's a vertical threat with explosiveness anytime he touches the ball with great agility, change of direction, elusiveness, and yards after the catch ability. And he also has good hands. Overall, I'd like to see him add a little bit more muscle to that frame like I talked about. I want to see him expand his route tree and refine his route running, clean up some technique issues a little bit, and just lacks a little bit of polish at times. But again, that's, I think, going to come with more repetitions and work. I think his play strength and his ability to beat press are probably about average to above average right now. But again, he's another guy that I don't know how often teams are going to be willing to press him, especially if he's playing inside in the slot or even if he's on the outside with his, his big play ability and his ability to get past opposing DBs and be a big play waiting to happen. So Ruggs, Henry Ruggs III, a guy who I think has a chance. People aren't even talking about him in the top five right now. Most people have him a little bit after that in that next group of range, maybe like that six to eight range. But Henry Ruggs is a guy who can go way higher than anybody might even expect because of the explosiveness that he can bring to a next level. I would not be surprised if he goes ahead of even some of the more highly acclimated guys, better production guys, guys that have been uh, being talked about as high level NFL prospects for a couple of years. I think Ruggs the third could even push his way above some of those guys because of his rare uh, elite traits that he has in certain areas. Next up, keeping this going. I just keep talking about elite level prospects, but there's so many of them. This is Dane Brugler's, Dane Brugler's number one wide receiver prospect. He talked about it on the last show, and that's Colorado wide receiver, junior, six foot two, 220 pounds, LaVisca Chenault. I think he's a round one type prospect. I think he's a starter at the next level. I think he can play inside or outside. I think he could have an impact at all three levels because I think he's a dangerous weapon. If you get him the ball in space, jet sweeps, motion, use him as a wildcat. I think you can he can work the short to intermediate, but he can also be a vertical threat down the field as well. So I think he's an impact player at all three levels of the field, which intrigues NFL teams. Things that I want to see him work on this year, expand his route tree, be a little bit more technical sound as a route runner, refine that route runner, and also make sure he's had some injuries and durability concerns over his career. But that's something that I think uh, he can get past. Overall, there's so much to like about his game. I think he's got very good athleticism. His movement skills are very smooth and fluid. I love his lateral quickness, his yards after the catch ability in terms of his change of directions, his agility and elusiveness. He wins contested catches with his body control, his ball skills. I think he shows great play strength and physicality combined with great hands. He breaks tackles in the open field. To me, he shows the ability to have good releases and and get off press. There's a lot to like about LaVisca Chenault. I think he's still a little bit raw, a little bit unrefined in some areas, but I think with more experience this year, he could be a guy that emerges into maybe being the number one wide receiver in the class, as Dane thinks. I think he's going to be behind at least Judy, but I think he'll be in the mix with those other guys, uh, C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins, Henry Ruggs III, and the cast of other great wide receivers in this class. I think Chenault is very much in that mix. There's so much to like about his game. And if he could refine some of those areas that I think he's still raw in and be a little bit better technically, I think the the sky is the limit for LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I feel like I'm waxing poetically about so many of these guys, but that's just the level of talent that these guys have is just absolutely remarkable. 
couple other players left uh, to close out this jam-packed episode. Uh, up next, Devonta Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. He's six foot one. He's 173 pounds. Last year, he had 42 receptions for 693 yards and six touchdowns. I think people are sleeping on him because he's the third Alabama wide receiver. I think he's best in the slot, but he can also at times be an outside vertical threat. Complimentary. Uh, depth piece with upside to maybe even emerge as a starter in the future. I can even see him going late day two, early day three, similar to what I said about Colin Johnson. I think he can make an impact at all three levels of the field. Slants, crosses, drags, uh, a lot of different things you can do with Devonta Smith to get the ball in his hands. Obviously, concerns are a thin frame, 173 pounds. He needs to add weight and muscle to that for sure. Things that, you know... He's not a guy who I think is going to win with his play strength and physicality, but I do think even at 6'1", 173, it's at least average, which is rare to say about a guy that small. We've even seen him go up and win some balls, you know, high point in the ball, but those are things that are average or concerns. Things where he wins, we're talking about an explosive playmaker. We're talking about a guy who's got great athleticism, great long speed, acceleration, and burst. Good route runner. I think he's a technician. I think he shows great separation quickness. I think he's got good ability uh, to adjust and extend for the ball. Great body control and a weapon after the catch. A dangerous playmaker when you get the ball in his hands due to his agility, elusiveness, and change of direction skills. Devonta Smith might be a role player at the next level, but but he's a, he's a unique player that adds a, a dynamic weapon to a team. So a team that maybe is looking for that vertical presence to get vertical, maybe from inside in the slot or use him in other ways, manufacture touches. Devonta Smith is a guy who can be a weapon at the next level. Next up, J.D. Spielman out of Nebraska. He's five foot nine, 185 pounds. Last year, he caught 66 receptions for 818 yards and eight touchdowns. To me, he's a day three player, complimentary depth piece. He's a slot only player, I think, at the next level, but he can at times get vertical from inside the slot. To me, he's going to be more of a weapon in the short to intermediate range. He's also a returner. I think he's a space player. I think you could use him on sweep screens and the rounds. To me, he's a faster version of Greg Dorch or Jamison Crowder. I like, I love his change of direction uh, ability, his yards after the catch, his agility, and his elusiveness. I think he's got good to very good long speed, quick feet, fluid, smooth mover, shows great separation quickness, and he's a really good route runner. He's got good ball skills. Obviously, the size and the frame are a little bit of a concern. He, he's probably limited into being just an inside wide receiver, not a guy who's going to win at the catch point or high point the ball well, but but plenty of, of traits that make him an intriguing prospect as a day-free guy who can play inside in the slot and be a weapon there. We saw Greg Dortch go undrafted this past year, but he's a guy who I think comps very similarly to a Greg Dortch, and I think there's a role for him at the next level. Couple more guys. Next up is Tamarian Terry, the redshirt sophomore out of Florida State. He's six foot four. He's 197 pounds. Last year, with that horrid Florida State offense, he caught 35 passes for 744 yards and eight touchdowns. So he was a big play threat. 
I think he's a top 100 player. I think he's a day two type pick. I think he's a vertical outside starting X wide receiver. Maybe he doesn't start off as a starter, but I think he can easily emerge to into a starter in the future. I think he's got major upside and potential. He needs to add weight and muscle to his frame. He needs to refine his route running and, and clean up his releases a little bit. I think right now it's play strength. It's probably about average. Same thing with his separation quickness and his yards after the catch ability. I think he's probably about average right now in terms of beating the press. But what I like about him, I love his athleticism. I think he's got good to very good overall athleticism. I think he's a red zone weapon. I think his length and catch radius are great. I think he's got good to very good ball skills. Shows the ability to consistently win contested situations. He's got good long speed for a guy six foot four. He shows the great ability to adjust contort his body and extend to catch passes and his body control and ball skills are both excellent. So Terry is a guy, don't know if he's going to come out after his red shirt sophomore year, but I think he's a guy oozing potential and oozing upside to be a top 10 wide receiver already on my board. But I think he could be a guy that's more universally looked at as a top 10 wide receiver if he performs this year up to the expectations that I potentially see for him. High level upside on Tamarian Terry. Next up, TJ Vasher out of Texas Tech. He's 6'6", 198 pounds. Last year, he had 54 catches for 687 yards and seven touchdowns. To me, he's a complimentary depth piece. He's a debris pick. He's an outside wide receiver in the flanker position, uh, but can get vertical at times. Things about him that I want to see. I want to see him add more weight and muscle to his frame. He's six foot six, 198 pounds. He's way too thin. Needs to add at least 10 to 12 pounds onto that. To me, his route running, his route tree, and his overall separation quickness are, are things that I think he's still working on and developing. I don't see a guy who's going to be a big weapon after the catch. I think right now his play strength and physicality and toughness are probably about average. And same thing with his long speed. Where he wins and his calling cards and his strengths, to me, he's got great length and catch radius. He shows the ability, even with his 6'6 frame, to also be a good leaper and and, and test out well there. To me, he's the ideal win at the top of the catch, uh, top of the routes, be a contested catch winner, use that size to his advantage. I think at 6'6", though, he is a pretty smooth mover. I think he's got good ball control and great bot and great great body control and good ball skills to be a weapon. To me, he's a red zone type player uh, who has some upside as maybe a mid to late day three pick at the next level. couple guys here to close it out. The last two are Tyler Vons and Tylan Wallace. Let's start with Tyler uh, Vons, the red shirt junior out of USC. We already talked about his teammate, Michael Pittman. Vons is six foot two, 185 pounds. 58 catches, 674 yards, and six touchdowns last year. Again, I think he's a complimentary depth prospect. Dapery, to me, he's an outside wide receiver. Flanker position needs to expand his route tree and his overall play strength and add more weight and muscle to his frame. I think right now, uh, his play strength, his overall route running and physicality and his yards after the catch ability are probably all about average. Same thing with his ability to beat press. To me, I like his size, but I already talked about the frame. He's got to add to it. I think he's a good athlete, shows good overall athleticism. He's got good to very good length and catch radius. He shows better toughness than expected for a guy who's six foot two, 185 pounds. He's got good leaping ability. He, he's a guy who can get vertical and wins in contested catches, even at his frame due to his overall athleticism 
body control uh, and leaping ability. So Tyler Vons is a guy that another guy, Bill Ladin, formerly of S to S, was very high on. He's got a lot of intriguing skill set. If USC gets better quarterback play, I think Vons and Pittman could be two guys that rise up in overall national consensus and maybe go a little bit higher than people are anticipating right now. Be interesting to see if Vons comes out or decides to go back to school for his redshirt senior year, especially with the depth of talent in this wide receiver class. And last but not least is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. He's six feet, 185 pounds. He had a monster season with 86 catches, 1,491 yards, and 12 touchdowns. He dominates at the catch point, which is so rare for a guy 185 pounds. But he does it by having great leaping ability. He's got good to very good ball skills. He's got good length with great body control. So you combine all that, and even at 185 pounds, he dominates at con- in contested catch situations. He's got good hands. He shows good agility, elusiveness, and change of direction after the catch to be good, to be a weapon um, and playmaker after the catch. He shows the ability to adjust and extend and contort his body, which all aids in him winning at the top of his routes and at the catch point. Obviously, some things. I think his speed is probably above average to good. I think his play strength is probably about average right now. Things that I want to see him develop, I, he's got to add to his overall frame. He can't be six feet, 185 pounds. I think he's got to be at at least 10 pounds there. I'd like to see refinement in his overall route running. I'd like to see him bet a little bit cleaner in terms of his releases and beating press and expand his overall route tree. Just not ask to run a, a wide variety of routes at Oklahoma State. But I like his game. He's a top 10 guy for me. I think he's a day two type prospect. I think he is a third wide receiver who can work his way into a starter in two wide receiver sets. So I think he should be a top 100 pick and go off somewhere on night two of the NFL draft when he his time comes. And there it is, guys. I, I don't I've lost track of how many guys I just did. 25, 27, 29, something like that. Uh so many wide receivers in this class. Hopefully you enjoyed me just going through and sharing my thoughts. I tried to do it in a concise way that you understood where I thought they were going to be potentially projected in terms of their draft grade, their role at the next level, uh, you know, what position inside or outside or both how they can be utilized at the next level, some concerns that I have for them or things I want to see them develop this year. And then there, you know, some things where they're maybe average right now. And then some overall strengths in terms of how they win. Uh, it was fun breaking down all these prospects for you. I know Matt has watched all these guys. So we're going to do a second wide receiver show where Matt kind of shares his thoughts on the wide receiver class gives you his top 10 in detail, some other guys he's watching closely. And then, uh, some underclassmen. I know Matt always has his pulse on those freshmen incoming and then guys uh, from last year's freshman class who are now sophomores who you should be paying attention to. I'll share my wide receiver rankings on the second episode as well, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you're liking this level and detail-oriented content, please considering purchasing the premium notebooks. They will be released this week and you will get all our notes on all the guys we've watched. The scouting notebook, remember, is just one notebook you get in the package of four. You get the rankings notebook, and then you get the draft projections notebook next April and the freshman notebook uh, in late March, early April as well. So on behalf of our sound and tech engineer, David Nicano, on behalf of Matt and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you 
from Saturday to Sunday.